0: here we are on our fourth week of looking at what witnessing is. We've looked at what it is and who we should witness to and what it looks like to witness to others. And today, We hear a different word. We hear a promise from Jesus in the midst of his conversation with his disciples, those that had followed him for the three years of his ministry, those that were side by side with him, seeing everything that he had done, every miracle that had happened, every conversation that had gone on, every way in which he cared for his creation and showed them love. And he says, you will be my witnesses. Now, that conversation, if you didn't catch it, happened on Ascension Day. That day, 40 days after Easter, when everything that had gone on through Holy Week, everything that had gone on as Jesus went into Jerusalem, was flogged and beaten as he walked, humbled by a crossbar of wormwood hung upon his shoulders, dragging it up to the hill at Golgotha and hanging. In the darkness of a day, as the sun was blotted out, and then in the afternoon, as the clouds weighed even heavier, disciples there in front of him, mothers standing in front of him, those who thought he was the Messiah of the people of Israel to bring righteousness back to the kingdom of the people of God and kick out the Romans and make God's people the highlight of the world again. And then he died. He died for something that was different than what the people thought he was going up there to do because there's no reason that a Messiah who has come to reign and rule should die. Yet he did because his vision was a little bigger than just a kingdom to rule in a little spot against the Mediterranean Sea. But see, they were there to witness it. But they weren't just there to witness that moment, because that was Good Friday. And as you know, Easter follows Good Friday, and on Easter the tomb was empty, and Jesus was resurrected, and Jesus was back and living once again. And there, amongst his disciples, speaking peace over them and giving peace and breathing his spirit over them to strengthen them again as witnesses to take their fear from them, to let them know that he was alive, that all the things that separated them from God the Father, he had taken captive and put into captivity. All the sins and all the suffering and all the things that would separate our hearts from God, Jesus took and laid in a tomb and then rose again to say, look, just so that you know, I'm victorious over those things. Because death hasn't conquered me. Death hasn't conquered the Son of God. Death has not been the thing that would rule, but life rules. So for 40 days, Jesus walks with his disciples. For 40 days, he encourages his disciples. For 40 days after Easter, there are even other witnesses that see Jesus alive beyond those 12. And then... On that day of ascension, he's standing across a little valley with the temple in view just on the other side of the temple, would have been outside the city walls where the crucifixion happened. And there he stands. He says, You will be my witnesses. Okay. To what? To how he's changed their lives, how a tax collector isn't necessarily a tax collector anymore, how fishermen aren't really fishermen anymore, but maybe they are because that's what they went and did after the crucifixion. Is he just witnesses to what we are able to, or are we to be witnesses to what we're able to do? Well no. Jesus told them that they're to be witnesses to everything that they had seen and experienced. And then you heard in that gospel reading in Luke, he says, I'm so thankful that you get to see and hear things that prophets and kings for centuries have wanted to see and hear, who waited to see and hear, and you get to see them firsthand. Because no one knows the Father except those who are near the Son, and those whom the Son reveals the Father to. And so there they stand as twelve. Hearing those words, and then on that day of ascension, there they stand as 11, having lost one. Hearing Jesus' promise, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Which is pretty much shorthand for the Roman Empire at that point in time. But that's the outline of the book of Acts. Right there in the very beginning, Jesus says, here's how this whole thing's going to go down. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to start telling people so that other people will start telling people, because I have revealed the Father through me to you so that you know who your God is. That's what you get to go talk about. That and everything that I've done from the raising of the dead to the healing of the sick to the healing of the blind and the lame to the feeding of the hungry to the living with the poor and the destitute to the... Welcoming in the sinners and the tax collectors. What does life look like in Christ? That's what they all get to witness to. In Jerusalem to start, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Now, if you look at that book of Acts, that ascension is happening right in the heart of Jerusalem. And it ends with Paul in a prison in Rome at the ends of the world. what do we witness to the exact very same things that the disciples were witnessing to because that's why they wrote it all down they wrote it all down so that you could see a firsthand account of everything that christ has done for his creation everything that god has worked for his creation through christ on your behalf so that you could then see it and say this is our god And from generation to generation, as people have told the next generation along, they get to hear of who God the Father is through all that Christ has done. The hard part is that more often than not, we don't feel like we're capable. We don't feel like we're able. We get tempted to think that we don't have those skills or abilities or anything to be able to witness, to be able to tell the truth to be able to speak about what Christ has done. And then we start wondering, and confusion doesn't really matter. Won't God do all the work? He doesn't need my voice. He doesn't need me there to sing about that witness. He doesn't need me there to talk about that witness. He'll do it. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, you are my witnesses. You are the ones that get to tell everybody. You are the ones not just because of who you are, but because of who Christ has made you to be. Because of who he has sent to be with you. That was a promise even to the disciples. He said, stay here in Jerusalem until power from the Most High comes upon you, until that Comforter that I promised comes to you, until that Holy Spirit is given to you. And I know many times as we walk through our days, we wonder if that's actually true. We wonder if that Holy Spirit is actually there to speak. We wonder where can that be when everything feels like it's falling apart in life? How can I be a witness with just who I am? And I will tell you that you can't be a witness with just who you are. But it's not about just who you are. It's about who Christ has made you to be and how the Holy Spirit works within your life to witness to what Jesus has done. And it's not just how he's changed your life, but to witness to what Jesus has done to die and live for you, to forgive you, to take all the things that separate you from God the Father and take those things captive and bury them. So that you can walk each day knowing that it's not Satan that rules, but Christ who rules. And that he's given you that authority. Because as you are baptized in Jesus, you are baptized into his death, into his life, into his resurrection, and into his ascension. Where he sits at the right hand of God, ruling over everything. Where he sits with all authority in heaven and earth given to him. He then gives to you. So that you can speak with truth. And you can speak with truth. With honesty, and you can speak to all that Christ has done. And that's a beautiful promise because the weight of God's work is not upon your shoulders, though it happens through you. The weight of God's work is upon Himself. He's the one that has saved you from His wrath, He is the one that has forgiven you, He is the one that has made you who you are, and He is the one that has sent you in His love. You have been loved and forgiven and continue to be each day and you are sent to simply point to that love and forgiveness, won and worked in Christ. because the church is not ours, the church is God's, God's in control of it. Jesus is the head of the church and so as God is in control of the church and what God is in control of he will not let fail. It's his will that all would come to the knowledge and the uh, understanding of the truth not just simply for head knowledge but for salvation and a relationship with him as he works through us to bring people unto himself as he works by his Holy Spirit to call and gather and enlighten everybody unto himself. And so we get the great honor of speaking about the one truest thing that there ever is and ever will be. We get the great honor of being able to carry that word without worrying about our personal salvation because we know that is one and secure and sure in Jesus. He has lived and continues to live. And he promises to come back to gather all of his children unto himself. And so it's a beautiful promise and responsibility that we are called his witnesses. And to know that God works through us, though, should bring comfort, knowing that it's his word, that will be spoken when necessary. It's his doing that will be done through your hands and through your voices as he continues to call the whole world unto himself. From Jerusalem to Judea to the ends of the earth, we get to speak on the authority of Christ because he has made you his. In his name we pray, amen. Would you please join me with prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we're scared a lot of times in the settings that you have sent us into. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to speak your word. and We pray for your strength, and we pray for your courage to be gifted to us, and we pray for your Holy Spirit to be present in our lives daily as we continue to fight the things that distract us from you. For You have made us yours. And you have sent us out to be your witnesses to all that you have done through us for us through your Son, Jesus. Work through us this day and each day, lifting our hearts with joy and praise as we look to you as the one true God, knowing that you love your creation, you have redeemed your creation, and you continue to work through your creation until you come back to walk daily with that same creation. In your Son Jesus' name, Amen. Would you please?